This episode of the podcast is brought to you by a disclaimer. The thoughts and views of the people in this podcast do not represent the opinions or beliefs of 91BTV as a whole. We are not affiliated with any political party or belief and do not promote ourselves to be. We understand this is a difficult time and topic for all of us, but we think that it's important to share this. For more information, email us at itscoronatime at 91btv.com. Hello, people of the world and podcast fam. My name is Kevin Jackson, and welcome to this episode, which is episode seven, I believe, of It's Corona Time. It's been a while. We took a two-month break, um, but we're back here now just um, to talk about recent issues um, that's been happening in the world um, and that's been happening in the United States. It's crazy because in March, we thought that Corona was the biggest thing that was going to happen in 2020. Now moving on to June, you know, I, this is going to be something I feel like every three months <laughs> happening. Um, but today we got my good friend, Christian, if he can introduce himself today. What's up? What's up, you guys? I'm Christian Latuli. Um, met Kevin at ALFC Pomona. Absolutely just linked ever since then. What's up, you guys? <laughs> oh, another thing, too, that um, we also both um, team up volunteer in the, in the, in the production department at the church. So. Um, that's why I met him too, man. It's been it's been a wild ride. So <laughs> I just brought Krista on here today just to talk about what's been going on in the world, um, and you know what's been going uh, on with just um, us um, as humans, as Black Americans, and what we can, what what we did and, and what we can do um, in order to promote um, to, to promote our beliefs out there. Um, so first, I just want to circle back to what happened in um, late of May. Um, if you don't know, um, uh, in Minneapolis, um, Minnesota, um, there's this um, man named, African-American man named George Floyd, and um, he was um, um, detained by the cops. Um, but they, he, you know, he, he struggled to, um, you know, he struggled to, um, to be arrested um, so um, one of the guys, uh, I don't know what this white gentleman's name, but the police officer put his um, knee on George Floyd's neck. And um, uh, he wasn't there for just a while. He was there for a long while, about eight minutes and 46 seconds, I believe. Um, so, and, and uh, he ended up dying. And uh, the day after that, it's just been a lot of protests and riots in, in Minneapolis. And it kind of spread, not just around the U.S., but it spread around the world. We're here two weeks later, and there's still protests going on. Um, you know, in the early days, those protests turned to riots, and it turned to looting. There was much destruction, not just in Minneapolis. There was a target that burned down, and many small businesses and big businesses had their um, facilities either closed down or burned or looted. Um, but it happened in many other places in the United States. Um, and um, there were many other protests that happened around the world. I, I was looking on Twitter and I was seeing it happening just like in, in you know, in Australia and England and Germany. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, we got everybody out there that's supporting us, you know? So it, it was pretty big. And, um, you know, uh, us as, as, as African-Americans, 
this isn't the first time that this has happened. There's been many other individuals. You know, the first time that I became aware of, aware of just, you know, discrimination and racism in America was with Trayvon Martin, you know, mm-hmm. back in 2012. And seeing the acquittal of, you know, George Zimmerman in 2013, which started the Black Lives Movement, you know, just seeing how everybody broke out in protest yeah. and, you know, was pleading against this injustice. You know, this man that shot and killed him, you know, just gets to walk free. And, I, and it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, that was the first time I've seen it. And I keep seeing it, you know, recurring. Every few months, every few years with many other individuals out there, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, and, and, you know, and just this year alone, we already seen three people, you know, three different individuals. You know, we got Amar Aubrey, we got Breonna Taylor, and then we had George Floyd. And, you know, it, we think that, you know, discrimination and racism ended, you know, with the civil rights movement. But that's, that, that's not it. You know, people in this country think that, yeah, racism is cured, racism is, is gone, right? But no, racism is still here. And is the systems that have been in place, the institutional systems that have been in place to, you know, to, to keep African Americans down and to keep people of color down are still in place. You know, that needs to be gone. Yeah. And that's a lot of reasons why I was protesting, you know. People are, uh, you know, are protesting, you know, George uh, Floyd's death, you know. And people say, you don't want George Floyd's death to go in vain. I mean, shoot, that's not, that's to die in vain. <laughs> what? He wasn't supposed to die in the first place, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, we doing this, not, you know, this, this movement's bigger than just that. This movement's been, you know, it, it's all about, you know, you know, us seeing the, the, the systematic oppression of people of color in this country and seeing and, and, and having real change happen. You know, I saw it the other day. Um, I, I mean, I, I personally think it's a small step, you know, but it's a so, so small step when the mayor of, of, of uh, Washington, D.C., when she um, painted the, the street. I don't know if you saw that. She painted the street um, Black Lives yeah. Matter and she replaced the street name. Um, to Black Lives Matter Plaza. I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. That was absolutely huge. You say that's huge to me. I feel like that. I, I, I still do feel like it's huge, but it is small in terms of like, you know, producing, because producing real change. I mean, oh, when, yeah. people, when people drive on the street, you, you I mean, you, like, see the thing that I compare it to, which is cra- crazy, is that Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. You see that? You see that almost in every city, in every yeah. City. yeah. And like, do you? I mean, you already drive on the street. Do you think I'm Martin Luther King? Not necessarily. Nah, not really. right? Yeah, not necessarily. So, yeah. Right. So like, you can see how that kind of changes, you know, as you move forward. It's like, yeah, yeah we're thinking about thinking about you know the great things that Martin Luther King done, you know. But technically, it's revisionist history because Martin Luther King was wanted by the FBI. You know, the Black Panthers were wanted by the FBI, you know? In 1968, a tons of people that were affiliated with the Civil Rights Movement were killed, you know? Yeah. So it's like, hey, yo, we love Martin Luther King. I bet you do now. But back then, you didn't. Yeah, you know? <laughs> back then, so you guys. Very similar <laughs> to what's happening now. In 2013, nobody really liked the Black Lives Movement. 2020, oh, yes, we support Black Lives. And everybody's coming out the woodworks, even companies coming out the woodworks, you know? talking about Black Lives Matter. And I, I, I just wanted to just bring that up in conversation, talk about, I understand that this is good, that we, re, that we rename in streets, you know what I mean? But like, I want to see the change to happen. And the change has happened. We've seen all four officers get arrested. 
you know yeah. we've seen the fbi launch an investigation against uh, uh an invest investigation on you know the Breonna taylor situation you know there's people left and right being canceled people i mean i don't necessarily always agree with the canceling thing that's i just feel like ruining somebody's life for like maybe a small thing is pretty bad but i don't know you know it depends on how yeah. recent they made these statements but you've seen people left and right being canceled we've seen people um you know get fired from their jobs I don't know necessarily because you know it affects more than just a person with the families. So it's all things you gotta think about, but we've seen some change happen, you know. The Minneapolis, um, um, as of today, which is today's the 10th, I believe, the Minneapolis City Council decided to um say that uh defund not, not even defund the police, but reconstruct a whole yeah, new uh, down and go to that. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. And I I, I want to get your opinion on this as well, Knight. So mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, I've been talking a lot for the past five minutes. I want to hear what you do oh, on yeah. all of, of all of what's going on. Um, with everything going on, even with the deconstruction of the police department, I think that's uh, a statement in fact, like just for itself, but I feel like it doesn't really change anything if there isn't a law and if there isn't a training, like uh, what I like to say and what I said on um, Saturday was racism comes from the heart. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if there's like a cycle of a kid who's a, like, say, I know a lot of police officers have this problem as well. They go to school as a young boy and then they're bullied. And normally, normally most of the time they're bullied by one of the black kids that are at school. So then that cycle, when they grow up, that cycle and all that anger comes back to when they have the black person pulled over on the curb. And then we see that and we see that cycle come back and it's just hate and then it ends up into a hate crime like this from one of the police officers that's there to protect us. And I just think like there's something that we need to do to definitely change that. Um, and I'm all for equality. I'm not looking towards black supremacy or white supremacy. I'd rather see all people be treated equally in a social environment and in an economical environment. I think that would be beautiful. If, just like how they took down the police, uh, the police department and they're gonna rebuild it. I feel like we need to do that from an economic standpoint as well to where Black people can own businesses, get the rights to loans, get the right to better education, not just a black historic college. Like I want to be able to put a company like um, a real estate company here and, and an African-American student can go there and actually just learn from the company straight out of high school. Like just go there and then actually work for them at the same time. I feel like that is something that we need to have, especially in our neighborhoods. I mean, I know it's in the movie Boys in the Hood, but on every one of the corners in our neighborhood is a liquor store. You can get to a liquor store quicker than you can get to school. <laughs> like, oh man, that's, that's crazy, man. And even for me as well, being introduced to racism, like I was introduced to racism way before I was even introduced to making a friend. Like when you go to school, you go to elementary school, you wonder why you're treated different. You wonder why the, why other parents are looking at your mom different. You know what I'm saying? Even even going to junior high school. Um, you would hear people call you out of context. I, I remember before even one of my black friends said the N-word, I heard a person not of color say the N-word mm. and use it towards me. And I just think that's, that's something that also needs to change because that comes from a family perspective and, and how you raise your child. Yeah, talking about that one, like, I, you know, I really think that I was blessed, man. Blessed growing up, you know. I, had, I You know, my mom raised me too as, you know, a single mother. And um, she really 
she um you know she raised me right like i didn't say any bad words you know everybody else was writing them seeing them but like i i would you know <laughs> never say them and you know i i think i was also privileged to not really experience racism at a younger age until I, you know i really got older like i stated um because mm -hmm. i mean my neighbors were white but like i played over that house it wasn't like you know martin luther king situation talking mm -hmm. to the neighbors that they're white and, the, and and they say, no, you can't talk to them. You know, like I was very yeah. comfortable, you know, I've had white friends, you know, like things like that. So it's like, I haven't really, that I, I like, thank God for like where we have come from, yeah. but we still have work to go too, you yeah. know? And, 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 <laughs> and it's really about raising your child, you know, raising your child, you know, and, and not, I mean, I always love to say in a Christian life, but at least to, you know, to be, to have equality and to like, to, to have respect, you know, and to have compassion, you know, Absolutely. those three things are so big, you know, yeah. uh, in, in our society. And there's a lot of people that don't really respect that, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, like I, 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 you know, I just feel like it's necessary. So, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's always starting then while you're young to instill those values in, into your children is, is, is the best way to, to see that they come out right. And because there's a lot of people out here that like I was seeing that are getting canceled, like dragging people. I, I don't know about dragging high school students. I, I'm not really about this cancellation thing for just yeah. one racist thing they said. I'm like, you just got to put it on the parents. Like the parents just got to teach them right, you know? Yeah. Because really, that too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. in school, ah, man, I've been watching this lady. Have you heard of Jane Elliott? I have not. Oh my gosh, man! You missing out, Jane Elliott? <laughs> yo, she is crazy. Okay, she's firewood. Um, she's fire. She's she's oh, this okay. white lady, but she does this. Oh my gosh, I, I I started watching her like midnight one time. Didn't go to bed until four a.m. because I was watching all of the videos about her. She's this <laughs> white lady who uh, who uh, the day after Martin Luther King was assassinated, she did this exercise called the brown eye, um, the blue eye brown eye test mm -hmm. uh, experiment. And it's basically, um, and it's, it's like over the course of two days, first she has the blue eye people um, are more superior and she in the class. She taught this first for the third grade class, which is crazy. She had said that the th uh, blue eye people were more superior and she gave them more privileges over the brown eye people. And she saw what was going on in the classroom and, and you know, took note of that. And then the next day she had the brown eye people be more superior over the blue eye people, gave them special privileges and and have them interact and there you can really see how discrimination plays a part in yeah. you know any society and yeah. she's been teaching that since then for 50 years and i was watching yeah it's crazy and i was watching a few videos that she's been talking about she had a whole um i think it was like a whole conversation with uh angela davis too on there you know and angela davis was a part of the black panther party so i was just seeing how this is all working out and I was like, that's crazy, you know? And she and like she is great too. She's like, I do not see race, I see color, you know. Um, but and the color is making and people think that you know, we're all a human race is basically what she said, but she does see color. And to say that you're blind of color, that doesn't you don't see the atrocities that are happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know the difference. You can't really say that. Yeah. So yeah. she was really opening my eyes to like somebody that like that is not a person of color, but really gets and nails down the discrimination that's happening in society. And she views herself as an educator, not a teacher. But, um, and she says that people need to be educated 
when they're young in order to teach them the way that the way that it was and the way that it needs to be in society yeah so i really recommend at least just one video of her that watching everybody that's on that's that's listening jane to elliott, this right? jane elliott yeah she is she's crazy she nails it down and i was like wow that's that's crazy and 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 she starts talking about different things like religion as well and like abortion and some some sort of some of those values and and i was like wow that's and, and she starts to see how like things are going on and i was like damn that's that's really crazy yeah um but yeah education like i was saying is, is really is really necessary in order to instill it into the kids that are young and teach them not the not, not the education of white supremacy but the education of equality and another video that I saw on Twitter the other day is just saying that if there was no white people left and it was just black people, what do you think would happen? I mean, like in the reverse, you know, it was like, it would be mm -hmm. like, black, it would be white people instead of black people. Like it would, the, it would be like something called black supremacy. There'll still be some kind of discrimination yeah. towards white people, you know? So it's not all about, yeah, taking it down, dismantling and putting up our own version. No, it's about dismantling entirely and having yeah. a new equality against all people. So, Absolutely. Because we are all humans. And God loved Absolutely. each and every one of us. He died for each and every <laughs> one of us. <laughs> and uh, another thing that I saw about, I don't know, you probably saw this too, about the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, they were comparing the, um, the shepherd, Jesus and the shepherd. Have you seen that? No, I didn't see that. Okay, there was one thing about, um, there was one thing that I saw, I believe it was on, uh, on Instascam. And um, it was talking about how um, Jesus leaves the 99 and a shepherd because he is a shepherd and goes after the one. The one right now is black people. Mm. He's going after the one. I mean, doesn't mean, he doesn't mean he doesn't care about all the 99, mm -hmm. but he cares about the one right now. And the black people yeah. are the one. And I was like, okay, okay. Sheesh. I need to, <laughs> shoot. I'm, I'm feeling That's that right now. I know. <laughs> Days, this is powerful. I was like, man, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I get it. You know, it's like, and, and there's, there's people out there, not just white people, there's people of color that don't necessarily understand the way that black people feel right now. And Absolutely. they don't understand why black people are peacefully protesting. You know, yeah. there's a lot of news organizations that are out there that are promoting the violence, that are overseeing yeah. the whole situation, you know. Yeah. I don't condone violence. I don't condone looting. That's somebody's livelihood. You don't know, of, like, like them burning down a target. Like, I understand. First, I understand that it's, uh, it's not a small business, so it takes that down a notch. But, you know, you don't know what that target provided to people, you know? Yeah. I was watching another thing that said, if you burn down a target, you don't know how far that people have to go in order to get groceries or to get supplies that they need. People you don't know job. the lives of the people. Yes, the jobs. Shoot. You don't know the jobs Shoot. of the people that used to work there. I mean, granted, <laughs> granted though, unemployment coming in strong right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, it's real strong right now. <laughs> yeah, so it couldn't be a better time <laughs> to lose your job. <laughs> I'm getting no options But, it, you know, it could have been worse. You know, it could have been worse. So, um, but, like, you don't know how far they have to go, you know? Like, I was, you know, when I was watching the video, I was, like, talking about the, um, the riots, the Rodney King riots. And they burned down one of the only supermarkets in the area. And yeah. the elderly had to go 15 miles to the nearest supermarket to get something. That's, that's crazy. It hurts, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, like I said, don't condone the looting, don't condone the violence. But the peaceful protesting, I do get. 
uh, people ask, why is this happening right now? I mean, because we're, we're fed up with it. We have been quarantined yeah. 2020 as a year. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me personally, but as a year has been crazy and different than the rest mm-hmm. that I've experienced in my lifetime. And I'm pretty young, you know, 22, you 20, you 23, 24? 23. 23. 23. Hey, oh, I'm, I'm coming up there with you. I'm coming up there with you. It's been a crazy year so far. When you look at it, it's like, yo, we were, you know, we start, we first started off this year thought we were about to be in a World War III because of Iran. <laughs> you scaled <laughs> down to I forgot see. about that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you're like, please, Lord, we don't want this right now, man. We can't have this, man. I don't want yeah. that, you know? Then you scaled down to, to fig- uh, uh, I don't know, there's something happening in February. I forgot it right now, but. What was happening in March, you know, is this whole quarantine. We've been quarantined for two and a half months. People have been stuck inside, fed up. There's a lot of people that want to be outside too. Yeah. But when, when we feel so much emotion, when we're inside, and this thing happens to us, that's not out the ordinary, man, it caused all this to happen. And, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I, honestly, I'm kind of glad for it because I want this to be the last time. I don't yeah. want any of our people to be affected anymore by police brutality, by discrimination, by racism, you know? So. I agree with you on that. 100%. Because it's just like, it's like, man, we're, we're tired. And then you, like, it was going on to where it was yearly and periodically. And then now you have three in one year. I mean, you had the death of Kobe Bryant, a huge black icon. Yes, that's uh, what happened in February. Yeah, that's what happened in February. And then you have majority of the population getting coronavirus and dying from it is black people. Um, dude, one of the things uh, one of my, uh, my grandfather had actually told me, he was like, the acronym for COVID is the color of violence is death. Because there's so, <laughs> there's so many <laughs> colored people that are dying from coronavirus. It's literally attacking the, the minorities. It's literally going after the minorities during this time. And not only was that attacking the minorities, then you have pro- police brutality in a time where so many people have lost money, they lost income, don't know if there's gonna be another stimulus check, they can't pay their bills. Businesses also with the PPP loan, they still mm-hmm. have to, um, they can't deduct that from their taxes, so they have to eventually pay that pay back. Pay that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're hurting. People are hurting. And then you go and you kill somebody for no reason, put a knee to his neck for eight minutes and 40, 46 seconds. Like, that hurts. That hurts. And it doesn't just hurt from a perspective of like, oh, we can, we can get off of this. You know what I'm saying? Give it a week or so. Like, no, people are tired. People are fed up. Like, I have it like, Think about this. If I'm, if I'm a person who lost their job and I haven't been going to work, I've been stuck inside. As soon as the beach is open, you close the beaches. And now the only time to get outside is go to a protest. And I go to a protest with my anger. Oh, man, you're going <laughs> to see riots. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see riots. Um, and then I, I honestly think they expected it to come, but they just didn't expect this to happen from the police officer killing George Floyd. Oh, they didn't oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I actually felt that too. I was like, everybody staying inside and obeying the law. I've never seen this happen. 
at some point somebody's got a break yeah as the, the, the time is clicking right now the bomb is yeah. set like I, I, who knows when or where but mm-hmm. you know but you know circling it all back it is matters about the heart man mm-hmm. and it's about renewing our heart and um as christians we believe that god can god takes care of all our problems when we pray to him when we trust in him all these things can come forth you know oh, absolutely and I've seen it happen this year too. Like this year was crazy. It was two weeks before coronavirus hit and everything was locked down, started to lock down. My job was like, hey, I don't think we can, after, after I submitted, my, this is the thing about Best Buy, right? I submitted my, my schedule out there and I said, hey, this is my school schedule. This is my availability work. They approved it, right? Come back to me saying, hey, so honestly, I don't think we'll be able to work with it. And my manager was like, mm-hmm. give, uh, give us like a probably next time when you come in. Because I used to work just like one time every week, four hours. It was pretty bad, man. I struggled to pay bills. It was tough. Yeah, that's hard. So, um, and it was even tough for last year. I got a whole testimony about last year. But that's not what we're talking <laughs> about today. We're talking about it was a struggle to pay bills. So then um, and they're like, give me like a week or so. I was like, give us a week, something next time when you come in, you tell us uh, how, to, how, to, how to deal with all that. And I was like, oh, shoot, man, I'm going to have to quit. I talked to my mom. She was like, yeah, it's tough. Like, you, help, you paying the cable bill, the phone bill, some other stuff. Like, I'm going to just have to pick up that slack, you know? And I felt yeah. bad for it, you know what I mean? Thank God I would not quit because I would have not qualified for unemployment. And um, unemployment is strong right now. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was able to not, not get fired or not get quit before the coronavirus shut down. Mm. And, and this new unemployment check that comes in, shoot, it's coming in strong. I catch oh, up on all my bills. Me. Yes, you <laughs> had me. I'm telling yeah. you, I, coming in strong to pay for bills, to pay for summer school. I don't know if I was going to do summer school this year, but he came in with the money for that. My mom said, I need to get a dishwasher. I need to get an oven. I need to get a new kitchen, uh, kitchen faucet. I was like, don't worry about it. God got us. <laughs> I was like, God, I, you know, I don't really want to work at Best Buy right now anymore because it's not working with my schedule. Um, and he's like, don't worry. You apply for these school jobs. I'm going to get you one. <laughs> and then, boom, uh-huh. coming <laughs> in, coming in uh-huh. hot. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, people... Some people don't really have faith, and, and it all takes reading of the word. It's all, it's all through prayer and worship. Shoot, a majority of my songs are worship songs. So it's, mm-hmm. it slowly, it slowly happens, man. It's all about the trust and faith, and if you know, and it's 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 kind of amazing to me too. On the other half, to see, I I, I don't know, if, I don't know, I haven't seen people of color, but I've mm-hmm. seen some white people out here that say they're Christian. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, and are uh, disliking the protest. Oh yeah, yeah. Have, or, or disliking like like you know different things. You know, like I'm like yo, you're not supposed to have this in your heart. Like I don't I don't get it. You know. Yeah. I've seen that too, and that's what that's what made me step up because I'm like, as even for pastors that are being quiet right now, what you're saying is that we can go to church. And I've and I seen uh, Pastor John Gray talk about this uh, with Stephen Furtick. And he's like, you can accept the people and have them go to church and appreciate their hard work, but then you don't care for their healing, for the actual problems that are going on in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like racism is a huge problem. 
like a person uh, lost their life over. You go to Genesis 4.10, God said, he said, what have you done? Your brother's blood cries oh, out to me. King cries, Nabal, and that's what man. I thought about with George Floyd. I'm like, dude, like his blood is literally weeping out. And then now we see this huge impact. So I think whatever's, whatever's going on, God has full control of it. Mm-hmm. And he, he wanted this to be highlighted because I really feel like he sees this as a huge problem of the heart of our, of our world right now and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, at first I was like, are we sure everything should really be opening up? You know what I mean? There's still coronavirus out there. I don't know if that's right, yeah. but opening the church could not have happened at a better time. Oh, <laughs> Shoot, man. It could have never <laughs> happened at a better time. I was talking to our mama and I was like, so when we going back, mom? Like, cause you know, it's both of us, you know, we're doing when we should go back. And I was like, you know, maybe in the next few weeks after, you know, they opened up, but like seeing it open up on May 31st and this happened on May 26, 27, I believe 20. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. Just seeing, yo, it can never happen at a better time because Matt, Man, it's crazy. Like it's yeah, that was perfect. Mm-hmm. That it was, was God ordained, man. It was God ordained in Calvary. <laughs> like so. God took care of us. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly. What he, he was like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna open the church yet." He's like, "I know exactly when to open it. Y'all just gotta trust." <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just gotta trust me. He's like, "I know what's coming next." Uh-huh. <laughs> Shoot, man. So, um, just to, okay, just so so we talked about what's happening and our views on that. But I just want to dive a little bit deeper to understand, uh, to talk about what we are doing ourselves to, mm-hmm. to promote our beliefs of what's going on right now. Um, so I, I just want you to go into um, what, cause I saw, I saw, I saw your Instagram story about San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to also understand what was on your heart um, to create the event that happened on Saturday. Man, <laughs> talk about God. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, just in like agony because I was just sitting in my room and then uh, like I had actually just made a new Twitter. And so I was watching the news on Twitter, like all the um, hashtags that pop up in the trending. And it just kept showing San Bernardino, San Bernardino in it. And it shows how they were literally burning it down. And I'm like, God, what can I do? Like, I literally started praying in that moment, and then I fasted, and I said, God, what can I do? And all I kept hearing was pray, pray, pray. And so I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, let me scroll down. I was like, we need our leaders to get out here and go pray with the people, because that's what I just got put on my heart. And so I went to San Bernardino the next day, and I went out there for the cleanup. And so when I was out there for the cleanup, I was out there at like 8 a.m., and then going around, my grandmother actually decides to come out and clean up as well, because she just has that heart as well. So she came out with my uh, little cousin and then we were cleaning and then she goes and she goes to the corner and she's like, oh, they're doing prayer up there. I'm like, prayer? I'm like, wait, that's what God just told me to do last night. So I I got up and I went over there to the corner, um, met this pastor and they were doing signs, pull over for prayer, pull over for prayer. And I seen so many people just stop and pray. But then the impactful situation didn't come until the cops pulled up and they seen a bunch of black men in the parking lot. I'm talking dreads. Sam Bernardino, <laughs> Sam Bernardino. So um, we're over there and then the police pull up and the pastor walks up to him. I walk up to him and we're like, can we pray for you? He's like, 
Yes, absolutely. So the whole team is right there. It's the sergeant and the chief of police, and we just start praying with them. And I was like, this can't just stop here in San Bernardino because I had to go to work. So I was like, I need to do something impactful. And then I had seen um, Carissa from ALFC Pomona. She had posted something as well about um, doing a protest in Pomona. And I had mentioned there was like this perfect area in Fontana. Um, and then hers ended up not following, following, following through. So I went to um, Fontana. I was just praying about it. And I was like, God, the park is closed. I was like, what do you want me to do? I was like, there's nothing I could do if it's closed. I can't just move the signs. And so 6 a.m. that morning, he all I heard was go. Just get up and go. So I got up and I drove. Um, the scripture I read before I drove was Jeremiah 33, God promises peace. And so I get there. The park is open. I'm like, bruh, like, okay, it's COVID. How is the park open? And so I get there and I'm like, okay, cool. Walk around it, start praying. I'm like, God, if this is the vision, you said you promised peace. So I get back in the car, close the book. God, speak to me again. Eyes are closed. Open the book. Jeremiah, open the Bible. Jeremiah 33, same exact scripture. But in the scripture, it said God spoke to Jeremiah a second time. I'm like, God, (laughs) (laughs) like, bro, when I tell you the Holy Spirit was like, convicting me to do this event i was just like bam and then all of a sudden uh i read that second part and i was like okay this has to be done make the flyer less than 23 hours um yeah that was that was just like what made me really want to do it was just the holy spirit working through me and moving through me i said lord i'm available whatever platform you want to use me as whatever however you want to use me as a vessel i'm available and he just chose me Dang, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And hearing and hearing a little bit of that too when I was there was just like, yo, that's crazy. Like, 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 like that. Like, it was just like right after, like, it happened so quickly, you know. And and your and your obedience to God is definitely shown, man. And definitely be blessed by that. Um, like yeah. there um, at the event, you know, we had a small little, you know, protest outside. Um, I was at the Jesse Turner Center on Saturday in Fontana, just a little bit outside for a minute. And then we had a, a, a whole worship sesh, <laughs> a whole talk. <laughs> but the mayor was there, too. And she was talking yeah. about a little bit and a little bit about, um, you know, um, everything that's been happening. And she made she you know, I don't agree with everything that she says, you know. Yeah. Um, because I understand that, but I understand a little bit more based on the position that she's in. When she started, when she was telling me about, you know, how to target in the Home Depot and they were calling her and they're like, yo, I'm scared right now. We we don't want no riots. I was like, yo, I didn't really think about the business side till right now, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, and also when you were talking about, you know, the families, I was like, man, I was thinking about do not affect the small businesses at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I'm like, don't affect any businesses at all. You know? Because yeah. I, I was just thinking of that narrow point of view. And, you know, you and, and she and you opened my eyes to see, you know, all of it, all of it, you know? And uh, there's, there's still much work to be done. But just being there and having so many people come out, not just from the church, but also people that, like, you invited. I put that on my story. I was like, hey, <laughs> anybody that wants to come, come through, Okay. Sure, yeah. We want this to be not. We want this to be 
like big, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely, and, and it was put together so well, man. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. When I seen you post it and I seen others start to post it, I was like, okay, God. Cause I was like, God, I was like, I only be getting 30 likes sometimes. So I'm like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. <laughs> He's just like, do it. So I posted and I see everybody from church reposted. People not from church reposted. People on Twitter going and like, I was like, God, you are good. Like, you are good. Because for me, I was just like, dude, I get 30 likes. Like, I'm not, I'm not um, prepared for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if two people show up? And I and the the prayer that I prayed was, you know what, God, I'm going into this with no expectations, no expectations. Like I'm gonna let you do you, and then whatever comes my way comes my way. Just use me. If I gotta speak to two people in front of me and the mayor, or it's my mom and the mayor, I'll take it. <laughs> like I'll take it. I'll... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, there was oh okay. So talked about all those. This one last thing, just to wrap it all up. Oh, sorry, I didn't even talk about my side and what I did. Well, I mean, I came out to the pro the, the yeah. event that you were having. <laughs> um, this all started on the Friday, the Friday right after. Um, you know, I believe it was. Man, I, let me see what data was exactly. It was May. May 29th. May 29th. There was a protest happening in in Rancho. Um, and I was like, man, I, you know, it's still, it's, it's, it was still like fresh in my mind. And I was like, I feel like I want to go, but I don't want to go. Cause I, you know, I was still, you know, concerned about COVID and everything. So now I was like, you know yeah. what, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm going to go, but I'm gonna take a more backseat approach to this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay outside. I'm gonna go live on Insta. I'm gonna put on my story. I'm, I'm gonna show people what's going on right now. You know, because it was still relatively mm-hmm. new, right? When the weekend hit, when fr- Saturday, Sunday hit, it was, shoot, it got big. Because before it was just Minneapolis, <laughs> and on Friday, there was like more cities were hosting their own thing. And then, I, you know, I, when I saw it on Friday, I was there probably from like 7 to like 10, 10 to 11. Mm-hmm. It was pretty late that I was there because, you know, there was the, those people protesting on the sides of the road in Rancho, and then they kind of got in the street, and then the police sent them back, yeah. and then there was another standoff for, like, probably a good two hours. Um, and there was so many mm-hmm. cops. I was like, why do so many cops need to be here? You see this row of people? It's, like, probably 20 people max. I don't know what 20 yeah. people <laughs> have to do. But literally yeah. in Rancho on Foothill and Day Creek, it blocked off a lot of the roads. I was like, there's only, like, 20 people here. Like, I don't even get it. But I understand now because they was they were very scared, man. They were scared of figuring what has happened in Minneapolis happening here. But I just feel yeah, like they were militant. They were militant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's so, so many. You know, I saw Victorville, Hesperia. I was like, you hyper. Yeah, for ten. I was like, why all need these police departments? I don't know. SWAT team came mm-hmm. out too. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but uh, after that. I believe on the Monday, the next Monday, I went to the one in Riverside, and that one was, woo, that one was crazy. That one was big. Um, there were so many people there um, from all different walks of life. The whole, probably the whole crowd of protesters was probably around four blocks long. And um, wow. that one was definitely big because, um, but, but there was no... So here's the thing about all these protests now that that's different than like back in the day. 
it's decentralized, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can be your own person starting it, starting the movement. You know, yeah. it kind of it kind of yeah. reminds me just like of like neighborhood groups or, or, or like you know, <laughs> exactly groups, right? It's like, yeah. hey, it, there's a central man, but nah, we we all ha- we all believe in you know pretty much the same thing, but everybody can you know do their own thing, and mm-hmm. across that whole week, not just in Riverside, but there was people in all different cities. You know, I was seeing because I have it on my Snapchat, I could just like swipe up and click on. It's like a whole map. You can see what was happening and oh, yeah. levels for everything that's going on. So I was just basically, I wasn't even on Snapchat for posting. I was on Snapchat to see what was going on. It was <laughs> happening in San Diego. It was happening in freaking um, Beverly Hills and Westwood. <laughs> and there was things in Temecula. And- it was more contagious than Corona. That's the crazy. Yo, yo. <laughs> Ain't that something? <laughs> this was more contagious. Like, it just spread. It was like boom, boom. I saw people in like I saw people in the Central Valley. I was like Central Valley. Oh yeah. Like, I was like even in the white yeah. areas, they still protesting. That's <laughs> how you know that's that like God got your back. Like this is something that needs to be changed. Like this is something big, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the news articles, news media, sorry, like the news organizations and the media kind of twist it when they were focusing more on the riots and the looting. But mm-hmm. our message was still getting across, especially Twitter, which is one of the biggest platforms there is to spread yes. out information. Um, and I was just seeing all of it happen. And when I was there, it was, it was crazy. And there was no bad things. And no bad things happened at any of the protests. The one in the Rancho, the one in yeah. um, Riverside, nothing bad happened. There was no looting or rioting that I was seeing on the story. There was no news articles i was reading about that so it was it was pretty good it was pretty good yeah um, that was so i'm glad that this all happened and it, we ain't stopping we ain't stopping because this is oh, yeah, not, it's not this over yet thing. no we still need yeah, some it's people not over yet we need, to, we need justice for Beyonce taylor we need justice for every black person right now that that's what we're fighting for i mean yeah it was more focused on george floyd but we understand what happened with him but we change. We need this to cover everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's um, it's crazy. What I what I want to hear from you a little bit is how do you see? We understand about the harbor. Is there any changes that you believe that can happen that can be implemented in order to solve some of the problems that we have in terms of like police? Just that, just that area. Because it's multifaceted. But if you could, if anything that you <laughs> think of. For the police, what would you what what do you think or what do you need? Um, I mean, actually, there yeah. is. Yes, yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, maybe, maybe more connecting back to like the rate, the discrimination part, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on both topics. I mean, um, even as far as police, there's a lot of private funding. As far as like I've learned from like I used since I used to work for the mayor and uh, city council and stuff, yeah. um, there's a lot of private funding that goes on into the police department and stuff like that, um, and it's not African Americans funding you. <laughs> and I think that's one huge problem. And then uh, you ever look at prisons? Prisons are privately owned, and so um, it's not owned by African Americans. Once again, mm-hmm. it's uh, the African Americans that are enslaved in the prison system. Which yeah. is huge. Mm-hmm. So it's own like the the way the system is designed as far as justice system, it's designed to 
imprison one race or, or, or a, a certain demographic of uh, between Latinos and African-Americans. Because um, like I said, the, the only two people with that much wealth in order to even fund the police departments and, the, and uh, privately own a prison would be the Asian-Americans and the Caucasian-Americans. And um, when you look at that and you look at those numbers, that's just crazy. It's like, what can we do to change that? I and, and, and one thing I think is huge is like, as far as just new guidelines for the police department, I seen there was a, a petition being signed just to do like a very strategic background check on, on ride arounds with the cops, like just seeing how they look at um, an African-American person versus how they look at a white, a white male versus an African-American male. And I feel like that is huge. That's something that definitely needs to happen. Um, we need more black chief police officers. Um, we need more black people funding our, our society, our economic society. I mean, if, if we don't even have money to fund it, how are we even gonna have a say? And how are we, uh, if you look at Atlanta today, they said they closed most of the voting polls and there's only one. So no. majority of Americans can't even vote. Yeah. And we tell them to go vote, but we don't even have the power of the ownership of the voting system. Like, so everything's made to already suppress us before we even have a say in, in, in change and equality. So I think we definitely need to grow from an um, economic standpoint and a social standpoint. Um, just a little bit of history here. Even back then, there was Black Wall Street in Tulsa. Um, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with that, but um, yeah. mm -hmm. Black Wall Street, they were prospering. I mean, you had a black pilot who owned his own plane, who owned his own pilot business. Like, that's crazy. And just to see how prosperous that was, I mean, they said there was over a uh, billion dollars that was going to be generated from that city in Tulsa. And then wow. how they went and bombed that city over a white man dying. The white people actually went and bombed that city, not just burned it down, but bombed the city. And then coming forward to, to today and you see what's going on, people are looking at that as a right, but I feel like an eye for an eye is bad either way. Mm -hmm. um, we need to do something as far as change. We need to grow. And I feel like one of the biggest ways to change what's going on would be owning a credit rating agency. If you look at the world now today, it's controlled by debt, by credit, by, hey, can I get this offer? Hey, can I get this business loan? And I feel like that's a big change that needs to happen in society is us getting more involved in financial standpoint instead of just saying hey i'm gonna be a basketball player or an athlete mm -hmm. i'm gonna be a drug dealer or i'm gonna be a rapper <laughs> we need to change that <laughs> like, <laughs> we definitely need to grow out of our comfort zone and and even for african-american women we see a lot of them um they want to be strippers now they look up to cardi b like we need we need a different perspective and a different leader involved turning us to a different uh, aspect. You looked at what Jay-Z and Meek Mill did during this uh, time of the coronavirus. They were standing up for prisoners and they made sure that they all got masks. I think it was $10 million donated. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a role model, that's a leader. It's all about our character and how our character influences from there on out because I, I'm pretty sure you're familiar as well with faith. Faith is effective. Like my faith affects you, your faith affects me. And I feel like that's just huge. And that's how we really find change in what's going on today. Definitely, man. You touched on so many aspects. Like, I would say, like, with the with the, the prison system, I knew about the privately owned prisons. 
I I knew like I watched something before, but like not watching because I've been watching a lot of African American like documentaries and like yeah. recently <laughs> like in these past few weeks. And I when I saw the Thirteenth just recently, I was like, man, they really system they what I was like isn't out before because when I saw it in general, I was like it was talking about the prison population in general. But now yeah. it's on narrowing down African Americans and privately owned prisons. Why are prisons privately owned? No, I the the reason the man if it's a it's, if it's a privately owned like prison, it's a business, and yeah, the business's business. goal is to make money. So of course, yeah. the, no, it's so like it's all like no, 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 no. It's like get out, like that black way. No, 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 no. I can't have that happening. And. A uh, thing about Tulsa, I I knew about Tulsa, but it came back into my mind when I saw the video of of the of I forget, I think her name's Kimberly Jones. If you seen that video too, the six minute video, mm-hmm. where she's like, man, she she went in, you know? <laughs> she broke down history. She yeah. went, she told everything. I was like, man, that's crazy. I I love that video so much. Um, but like, the prison population is like, what? I just thought about this right now. Maybe the officers need to be wearing body cams to see what they're doing with the prisoners. Too. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole different subject. They don't even want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> right to oh, see yeah. what they really doing because they be beating a lot of people in there too, <laughs> you know. And uh, something about I remember like just years ago, I was you know I was supporting the death penalty. There was a proposition. I've been voting ever since I turned eighteen. I voted, I voted in the primaries, I voted in the general. There was a proposition about the death penalty, whether supporting it or, or not supporting it. And I think I voted for, like I was supporting against the, the, the death penalty. I feel like that's just, I feel like that was wrong in my opinion because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are innocent. Yeah. And there's a lot of, of innocent of, of not just, you know, death penalty crimes, but just of regular crimes too. Yeah. And, and they're not able to walk thing. away. Yeah, people are in yeah. prisons for like drugs. Like, I don't even anymore. Like, even though drugs negatively affect people, I don't, I don't even feel like they should get the harshest of punishments. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing five years for something. Like, yeah, no, like if you're on the street right. selling drugs, I don't even know if you should get like fifteen. No, man. Like this makes yeah. no sense to me. Like, <laughs> understand if you're a murderer or you're a rapist or something, you know. But like, even with the death penalty, it shouldn't be like. Like you say, like an eye for an eye on that one. I feel like they should, because sometimes they're in the wrong too. You know, mm. when I saw when they see us, oh my gosh! I finally mm. saw that recently too. When I saw that, I was like, this is crazy. They blocked up five men, five young boys. They don't even are capable. They don't even know like how to rape or what sex is. You know, and yeah. they locked them up. And they were in jail for like 10, 15 years, you know what I mean? And they had to experience the atrocities of the prison system in America. Yeah. And uh, they was, and when they got out, they were deemed sex offenders. And that really screws up with their life. Like what I start starting to believe now is that I don't think we should send everybody to jail. Definitely not. You know? No, definitely. And yeah. we sh- there should be more services like mental health and, you know, <laughs> to help, you know, and like the reason that we send people to jail and they come out is like, oh yeah, they should be back in society, you know, they've done the wrong for their crimes. But we still put labels on them if they can't go here, that they can't go there. Felony. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, if you like no. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I I think the person understands what they did the crime, 
that they committed the crime that like that was them in the past you know people do yeah. change some of us don't like to believe it some people don't that's why i don't believe in canceling either some people yeah. say that some people don't change you know no they do change so if someone had a felony i don't think that should restrict them from what type of it unless the felony is associated with the job they had but they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't be restricted so yeah. it's um what's crazy the I, world that we live in and oh go ahead go ahead oh no that was it yeah oh yeah yeah um absolutely one of the things i i had i went to i went i was arrested actually once for stealing from target um i was a youth <laughs> i was a youth i was trying to get my taxes back i had actually lost one of my jobs i didn't lose one of my jobs i had quit one of my jobs because we had moved um and i didn't have any money or anything like that i didn't have a car so i was just like dude like everybody's up my whole family's on vacation i was like i'm stuck here by myself like i don't have no food so i went to target and i was like let me go get these controllers i'm gonna trade them into gamestop get some money stuff like that and so this was this was before christ before yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? gotta touch on that um but yeah so so that happened to me and one of the things that i realized when i went to court and i was sitting in the room was just the unfair payments and requirements that they put on prisoners there was this girl she was in there for drunk driving she was 0.1 percent above the alcohol limit 0.1 percent so this is like a slim margin. Like it could have been anything wrong with the with the technology. Um, and she literally had to pay $10,000 in a fine for being 0.1%. I'm like, how does drinking equate to 10,000? When does $10 turn into $10,000? Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's, it's our prison system is like, it's not even about corrections. Like I could understand if it was going into prison, like, hey, we're gonna make sure that you graduate from this to this. We're gonna teach you the right way to do it. We're gonna implement you into, a, into how we operate in society, how you're supposed to do it. Um, but no, prisons, like you go in there and it's gang war, it's the jungle. Like, that's just crazy to me. It's like, it's not even about corrections anymore. It's about a business and in the business, they have people fighting and they're like, it's gladiators. They have people surviving and they're like, it's the apocalypse. So. Everything that we're dealing with out here in the coronavirus, they've been dealing with in prison this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's tough. And it could be something for something as small as smoking a joint or being 0.1% over the alcohol limit that you have to go into a, a, a fight or flight situation all of a sudden and you're trapped in there for 10 years. I mean, because if you look at how black people get prison sentences versus how White people get prison sentences. It's totally unfair. Different. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. Yeah. When, I, when you know, one of the things that I was seeing too was a, I I totally forgot, but it was this like there was this white like uh, I forgot his name, but it was sort of like this white guy who was um, in prison for raping a girl. It's like a college guy, and he only got six months. And um, there's a black person that literally got like 23 years. You know, I'm like, what the heck? This is just unfair all across the board, you know? And yeah. uh, it's not just from like a religious perspective, but it's also from like the laws of the land is that equality, you know? I mean, declaration yeah. of independence, the <laughs> constitution. So I, I'm not seeing what y'all talking about. I mean, yeah. I know back then y'all meant that it was only equality for the white landowners, but <laughs> the interpretation <laughs> now is anybody, okay? Yeah. So shoot, I don't know, man. Um, I think I'm just gonna wrap it up. We are reaching the one hour time limit, um, but 
Hey, man, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you, Christian. Um, where can people find you and what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, follow me on Instagram, Christian L, period, underscore official. I also got a podcast coming out myself, and I would love to have you on there as well, Kevin. Um, it's called Talk of the Kingdom, so it's going to be absolutely great. But, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Um, stay up to date with content. Most likely going to be doing something else with the mayor of Fontana as well. So just stay tuned, stay updated. Um, try to get as much information out as possible as I can, especially with these times going on right now. Still got to work at 9 to 5, so, you know, I'm not all the way there. <laughs> Definitely of stay updated. Most definitely, most definitely. Hey, we all still got to pay for bills up in here, you know? <laughs> I appreciate you, Kevin, for having me on here as well. Oh, man. it's the Hey, it's my pleasure, man. It's been my pleasure. All right, guys, if you want to catch this It's Corona Time, you can catch it live usually on Mondays and Thursdays. Wait, hold up. Is that right? Yeah, Mondays and Thursdays between 3 to 7 p.m. I go live, but it should be available on Spotify, Apple podcast any one of your favorite podcast apps on tuesday and friday um if you guys have any questions go ahead and email us at it's corona time at 91btv.com and with that y'all have a great rest of your day